Welcome to Wikibytes, a podcast to provide you with small and digestible bites of useless yet somewhat useful information from the depths of Wikipedia. Sit back and enjoy the content. So 27, Ramsey Hunt Syndrome. Welcome to today's episode. I'm jumping on the bandwagon and providing you, the listeners, with a quick oversight into Ramsey Hunt Syndrome. And, unless you're living under a rock, will know that this lesser-known syndrome has recently come to light thanks to a household name contracting it, Justin Bieber. From all reports, I've deduced that he is suffering from type 2 of the syndrome, however, there are types 1 and types 3. Ramsey Hunt Syndrome type 2, also known as RHS and herpes zoster oticus, is a disorder that is caused by the reactivation of varicella zoster virus, known for causing chickenpox and shingles, in a nerve cell bundle of the facial nerve. Ramsey-Hunt syndrome type 2 typically presents with inability to move many facial muscles, pain in the ear, taste loss on the front of the tongue, dry eyes and mouth, and a vesicular rash. Less than 1% of varicella zoster infections involve the facial nerve and result in RHS. Early symptoms of RHS include intense pain in one ear, the jaw on one side, or the neck on one side, which may precede the acute facial paralysis by a week or more. Acute symptoms include acute facial nerve paralysis, pain in the ear, jaw, and or neck, taste loss in the front two-thirds of the tongue, dry mouth and eyes, a red blister-type rash in the ear canal, the tongue, and or the hard palate. Because the nerve affected is the nerve that transmits sound and equilibrium, information from the inner ear to the brain, the following symptoms may also be experienced. Tinnitus, hearing loss, hyperacusis, an increased sensitivity to sound, and vertigo. The swallow reflex might also be affected. Ramsey-Hunt syndrome type 2 refers to shingles of a portion of the facial nerves. After the initial infection, known as chickenpox, varicella zoster virus lies dormant in nerve cells in the body, where it is kept in check by the immune system. If the immune system is suppressed in any way, for example during an illness, while experiencing stress, or undergoing chemotherapy, the virus travels to the end of the nerve cell. If the nerve cells affected lie within the facial nerves, it causes the symptoms described above and is referred to as Ramsey-Hunt Syndrome 2, or simply RHS. RHS Type 2 is estimated to account for 12% of all facial nerve paralysis, It occurs in both immunocompetent and immunocompromised individuals, with immunocompromised patients often having more severe disease presentation. RHS may occur in any age group with cases reported in patients ranging in age from 3 months to 82 years. The affected nerve bunch is responsible for the movements of facial muscles, the touch sensation of a part of ear and ear canal, the taste function of the frontal two-thirds of the tongue, and the moisturization of the eyes and the mouth. The syndrome specifically refers to the combination of this entity with weakness of the muscles activated by the facial nerve. In isolation, the latter is called Bell's palsy. There are a couple of methods of diagnosis, but I am not a medical professional, nor does diagnosing one's illnesses interest me. Just know that they are big words that I cannot pronounce, and if you feel you have this condition, please go and see a doctor. There is, however, a way to prevent the virus, or at least the precursor. Shingles is prevented by immunising against the casual virus, varicella zoster, 
using a Zoster vaccine. Vaccination is recommended for adults 50 and older. So now Justin has been diagnosed, how will he treat it and how will he recover? Treatments for Ramsey-Hunt syndrome are used to reduce further damage caused by the viral infection. These medications will not reverse any damage that has already occurred at the time that they are prescribed and include steroidal creams and antiviral medications. Studies indicate that treatment started within 72 hours of the onset of facial paralysis improves the chances of the patient experiencing significant recovery. Chances of recovery appear to decrease when treatment is delayed. Delay of treatment may result in permanent facial nerve paralysis. However, recovery is not guaranteed. During the acute phase of recovery, the eye on the affected side of the face may not blink completely or at all and may not close tightly or at all when sleeping. If the eye is dry or feels irritated, this is a strong indication that the eye is not properly blinking or closing completely. Using artificial tears every 5 to 20 minutes while awake and protecting the eye while asleep are very important to maintaining the health of the eye. Nerve pain associated with Ramsey-Hunt syndrome may be extreme and centered in the ear, neck, cheek, jaw and face. This nerve pain may not respond well to standard pain treatments and specific nerve pain treatments may be required. Physical therapy, excessive movement or electrical stimulation practiced during the first year of recovery greatly increase the risk of long-term complications. These complications include hyperactive muscles and synkinesis, which is the voluntary movement of a muscle resulting in the involuntary movement of another muscle. The most common form of synkinesis for Ramsey-Hunt syndrome patients involves the eye being connected to the mouth, i.e. blinking while speaking, tearing while eating, and chin dimpling, chin dimples form when speaking. It all does seem quite gloomy. However, between 30 and 70% of Ramsey-Hunt syndrome patients recover most functionality depending on early diagnosis and treatment. Once the active infection has been cleared with antivirals, the facial nerves will begin to regrow at approximately 1mm per day. The recovery process for RHS is significantly longer than Bell's palsy. On average, RHS patients begin to see their symptoms resolve between 5 and 12 months post-diagnosis and can expect to see the continued resolution of symptoms for up to 2 years post-diagnosis. The main factors affecting the overall prognosis are the severity of symptoms at onset, the age and general health of the patient, and the timing of initial treatments. Common long-term effects include, but are not limited to, permanent facial paralysis of some or all of the affected facial nerves, corneal abrasion and or ulcers if proper care is not taken of the affected eye, which may affect long-term vision, neuropathic pain, weakness in the affected facial muscles, sensitivity to cold and heat in the affected facial muscles, synkinesis, including eye fluttering, chin dimpling and eye watering, hyperactive muscles that contract inappropriately. Less common long-term effects include verbal processing deficits, including speaking the incorrect word, memory deficits, including failures in short-term memory, vertigo, partial or full hearing loss, and tinnitus. So there it is, an unfortunate condition to be diagnosed with, and certainly not a seven-day turnaround like the spicy cough. There is a lot more information on this topic on the Wikipedia page. For ease of listening, I remove the big medical terms and long-winded explanations. If you feel the need, please check out the Wikipedia page. 
This concludes today's episode. As always, there is a Wikipedia link to today's topic in the show notes. I hope that you enjoyed the episode today, and I ask that you leave a five-star rating wherever you listen to the podcast. Please share this episode and previous episodes with your friends, family, and anyone that will listen. Thank you all for the continual support.